You've tuned into His Name Ministries Podcast. I'm excited to see what God's going to do. And I'm excited for this morning. Uh, I'm really expecting, I really believe when we leave out these doors of this church service this morning that we're going to be changed. We're going to be empowered. You know, we're not victims. We are victors through Christ. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Not our own strength, not our own abilities, not our own power, but his strength, his powers, his abilities. And when you tap into that, when you just when you stop thinking here, your own your own mindset is so limited. When you stop thinking here and you just tap into that and you know what the word of God says, you will not be stopped. David tapped into that as a young boy. He's 17 years old, maybe, maybe even younger, 15, 14, when the, the lion and the bear comes after his sheep. What does he do? He takes them out. That's supernatural. That's not something, that's not ordinary. These are not made-up Bible stories. But we see David took out the lion, took out the bear, and then God used him to take out Goliath, the giant. Here's David. He never went to boot camp with the Israel army. He wasn't even trained that way. But he goes to check on his brothers, and he sees a giant that's making fun of God. And it says, all the mighty men of Israel. These guys are tough dudes. They were scared. We all know that Goliath was probably almost 10 feet tall. They even said, you can't even carry his sword or his shield. He's so big. But David tapped into, not here, but here. And says, I know my God. I know my God in a personal way. I know my God in a real way. And I am going to take you out. Not because my own abilities. Not because I've been in the field working out, doing bench presses, doing sprints, agility. Not because of that. But because God is for me. I want to encourage you. God is for you. He's not against you. He wants to use you in this hour like never before. Amen. So let's open up in a word of prayer. Lord, we honor you. We love you. We thank you for this time. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your anointing that will never be the same. You said in your word, is not my word, and Jeremiah is not my word like a fire, is not my word like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. Thank you, Lord, as your word goes out, let it be like a fire. Let it be like a hammer. Break up any mindsets, any obstacles, any unforgiveness, any hurts. Let your word break that in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to share for a little bit, maybe about two hours or so. <laughs> like, like Pastor Frank said, I'm going to be gone for a while, so no. But I, I want to share about being effective as, as Christians, being effective Christians. And are you effective? You know, as, as Christians, as sons and daughters of God, we are called to make a difference. We are called to be difference makers, to be effective. I, I, I've known a lot of Christians. I, I'm not new to this. I was brought up not just in a a Christian family, but a ministry family. 
I went to all types of prayer services. I went to all types of different church services, some locally, some hours away. I went to, in the summertime, I didn't have my summer off. I didn't get to sleep in and enjoy summer. No, I'm going to sports camps and church camps. No questions asked. I would go to church camps, and I didn't even know if they believed like me, but I'm there. My, why is my mom? They don't even believe like us. I think my mom wanted to use it as a babysitting place. I, I finally got that revelation. She said, you'll be all right. I went to all different types of church camps, church services. And I could always tell the difference of Christians that were effective, that were difference makers. And then I could tell the difference when Christians were not so. When they acted like the world. When they, uh, they talked about God, but they didn't have a relationship with him. They didn't have a fellowship with him. Even growing up at church camp, you go, go in the summertime, going to these church camps, I would meet young guys, and I would see, I remember there's a one guy in particular, he was a young guy. He would read his Bible. He, would, he knew all the Bible verses. And that made an impact on me. I go, wow, this is a young guy. He's, he's like my age. He's 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old. He knows the Bible. He always quotes scriptures. He was always studying the Bible. And then I knew kids that they would bring their Bible, but instead of talking about the Bible, they would cuss, talk about uh, girls, having girlfriends at 10 years old. Whoa, they're, they're making a difference, but it's not for a, a, a good difference. They're not effective. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to take Christians, sons and daughters of God, and make them non-effective. You, you play the church game, but uh, on the weekends, your lifestyle looks different. Uh, what you watch, you're not like, you're like everyone else in the world. You watch the same things. You, you listen to the same things. And he wants, you, he wants to get you into a place where you're not powerful, where you can't be a difference maker. You can't, uh, if someone's battling something or someone's going through a hard time, you can't help them. You can't. God can't use you to change their lives because you're in the same predicament. How are you going to set someone free? How's God going to use you to set someone free when you're not even free yourself? God's called us to be difference makers, to be effective. And everywhere we go, we have to, we have to know that we carry Jesus, that we are carriers of the presence of God. It's not just a saying. It's not just in the Word of God. It's a fact, and we have to know it. And it can't be, we can't just know it from here, but we have to get into our spirit. Just like if I, if I ask you what your name is, you know your name. If I ask Pastor Carlos, what's your, what's your name, Pastor Carlos? He wouldn't say, my name is Frank. He knows, no, I'm, my name is Pastor Carlos. We got to know, like you know your name, you got to know that you are a carrier of the presence of God, that you are a son of God, that you're an heir of Christ. Know that he has blessed you. Know that he is your shepherd, that he watches over you and protects you. We, it goes from here to here where you just know it. And you'll be effective. 
You can change everywhere you go by you knowing that and you just have that on your mind, just thinking about it. Everywhere you go, you make a difference. And it's not because you talk to them in the King James language. And it's not even because you quote scripture to them. But it's just you being you. Amen. You carrying Jesus. I heard this story from uh, Pastor Bill Johnson out of Bethel in Redding, California. He was sharing about he likes to go to this certain health food store. And he says, man, this health food store, you talk about different spirits. They have a, they believe in a whole different religion. It, it's, a, it's a weird place. You know, sometimes some of those health food places are kind of weird, right? Creepy and smell funny, ginger gum. Come on. Drinking out of coconuts with ginger in it. Funny stuff, right? Really funny stuff. All natural deodorant that doesn't work. Someone told me, you should get deodorant that doesn't have aluminum in it. That stuff does not work. I got one stick. I paid about eight bucks for it. I used the whole stick in about three days. So it, ain't, it doesn't work. It's real small. It looks real cute, though. It looks real cute. So he, he goes in there, and he says, I, every time, he goes, I made a point. I would go in there to get lunch almost every day. He said, before I went in there, I would, I would tap into that. I'm a carrier of Jesus. I know there's a lot of weird things in this store, but I carry Jesus, and I carry his love. So he said he'd walk in there, and he would just pray and get his stuff like any ordinary day. After a while of him doing that, he's not preaching to people. He's not, you know, quoting scripture to them. He's just, before he walked in there, every time, I'm a carrier of Jesus. I'm a carrier of his love. I'm a carrier of his power. Then finally, after one day, the, the owner of the shop goes, come here, come here, let me talk to you. He goes, what, what, are you, what do you do? He's like, what do you mean? He goes, every time you walk in here, the atmosphere changes. Every time you walk in here, I, I, whenever you've been here, I have peace. I have joy, I have love, I have clarity of mind. So he was able to share with him the gospel. It was him carrying Jesus. We've had that before at coffee shops. I'm uh, drinking a coffee, reading a book, and a guy comes up to me and says, something's different on you. What is it? And I was able to explain to him, it's Jesus. That's us being effective. That's us being a difference maker. And God is calling us in this hour for you and I to walk into a higher level. You are essential to the body of Christ. You know, we're, we're familiar with these terms, essential, non-essential. Oh, if, if essential means, oh, you got to have it, especially in this hour. Oh, essential, you're, you're important, so you can stay open. Non-essential, they closed everything down. But let me tell you, there is no such thing as a non-essential Christian or a non-essential son or daughter of God. Why? Because God created you. Why? Because it says in Ephesians, before the foundation of the world, he chose you. He chose us. You are essential. God has a plan for your life. He just wants you to believe it. He just wants you to just 
believe what he believes and what he created you for. And you just say, yes, Lord. I know you have a plan for my life. I don't like this season I'm in right now. I don't like the job I'm at right now. I feel discouraged. I feel hurt. But above anything else, I will know you have called me and you have a plan for my life. And it says that uh, in Ephesians, in the Amplified Version, it says God, the master planner, he planned your life. Me coming out to California, I, I, in Missouri, I traveled with my grandmother, went to all different church services, and it, it was awesome meeting powerful men and women of God, and I was getting paid for it. I felt God to move here to California. There was times I felt discouraged. There was times I felt like quitting. There was times, naturally, I couldn't see why I'm here. But I had a, a, a faith, and I knew God had a plan for my life. And I will not quit, and I will not give up. God is calling you this morning not to quit, not to give up on the plan he has for you. And us being effective Christians, the the choices you make are going to affect you. If you make good choices, you'll have good results. If you make bad choices... There will be effects from those bad choices. You start hanging out with your ex-girlfriend all the time. There's going to be something. There's going to be effects on that. You, you, you start doing drugs and you think you're getting away. There's going to be effects from that. But thank God, when you get in the Word of God, when you spend time in the Word, when you st- spend time in in worship, there will be great effects that will happen in your life. You will be blessed beyond measure. God's favor will be upon you, and you will walk differently than anybody else. Things affect you. What you choose, there will be effects from that. Just on Friday morning, woke up early, and Destiny told me, she goes, I want some donuts. I said, okay. So there's this local donut shop by our house. So I drove over there. I was like, a donut sounds so good. And I remember when I was a, a, a little kid, we ate donuts all the time. And I couldn't even remember last time I had a donut. And I was so excited. And the donuts I like are the girly ones. The more girlier, the better. Purple sprinkles, pink sprinkles, if, any, if, if honey is ever with us and wants to go to the donut shop, I'll say, have honey pick my donuts out. That's what I like. I don't like the glaze. That's so boring. Chocolate. No, I want purple sprinkles, white. The whole, that's what I like. So I walked in there, and they had a big old white one with all the pink sprinkles on it. This had one left. I said, that's for me. Destiny told me when she saw that, she goes, oh, I like these too. I said, well, I got you the glaze. I got you the glaze and the, don't touch that one. I really did. And she, so she ate hers, and I think she had a little bit of mine. It was massive. So I'm eating it, I'm enjoying it. This is on Friday. Man, this donut tastes so good. And let me tell you, after that donut, after I ate that donut, my energy level went down to zero. 
I felt tired. I felt droggy. My coffee didn't do anything. Made me more coffee. I go, what is this? I kept, I was like, I had a lot of things to do, and I kept kind of like laying there. And Destiny goes, you cannot have donuts anymore. She says, you are out of it. The donut was as big as this Bible. It was huge. It really was. I ate the whole thing. She goes, you cannot eat that. You are out of it. What happened? That, eat, that donut had any effect on me. We need to allow Jesus to have effects on us. Amen? I want you to turn to Acts chapter 4, verse 13. We allow Jesus to affect people, to affect us and people around us. That's why we spend time in the Word. It's not so we can know more things than anyone else, so we can seem all spiritual, or to tell people, oh, I worship every day, one hour a day. It's not about that. It's because He's our priority. He's our number one. He's our Father. We love Him, so we worship Him. That, that word worship means you, you count something worthy of. He is worthy. When you're spending time in worship, you're saying you're worthy of everything. There's people that worship cars. There's people that worship their house, worship the clothes they're wearing. But we always, always have to make sure that He is our everything. And we, when we spend time, we just worship Him. We give Him all the glory because He's worthy of it all. It's not to tell people, I worship an hour a day. I read the word. No, as, as we read the word, as we worship, our lives will change. It says in 2 Corinthians, we go from glory to glory until we're changed in the same image as the glory of God. I don't want to be like how I was last year or yesterday. I want something fresh. I want to be today a whole new Brandon that knows Jesus in a more intimate way. So Acts chapter 4, verse 13 it says this, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and I want us to look at this, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. The Passion Translation says this of that scripture, The council members were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John, especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men who had never had religious training. They didn't go to the Bible school. They didn't do any of that, but they took this. They, they, they saw something. Then they began to understand the effect Jesus had on them by simply spending time with him. So the religious leaders, they said, these guys, they don't have the best education. They didn't go to our schools. They're ordinary men, uneducated, fisher guys, but there's something. There is a, something is on them. There is an effect that is on them, and it's because they spent time with Jesus. By simply spending time with Jesus, something was on them. They were effective, and the most religious leaders saw it. They couldn't stand Jesus. They thought they took Jesus out, had him crucified. But they see Peter and John. 
And they said, we know these two guys have been with Jesus. There's something on them. What? They were being effective. I want us, I want that to be our prayer. Everywhere we go, they say, hey, this guy, he doesn't have the best education. He, I don't know what it is, but there's something on him. There's an effect on him, and I know he knows Jesus. He spends time with Jesus. He spends, I can tell. And it's everywhere we go. We can be effective, amen? Everywhere we go. We are called to help, to help carry out the works of Jesus. Jesus lives on the inside of us. Just like everywhere Jesus went, there was effects that were happening. People were being touched. People that were sick were healed. The lame were walking. Jesus wasn't going up to them. They were going up to, uh, they were coming at him. Jesus was effective. And you and I are called to be like Jesus and to go like he did and carry his presence where people around us will be impacted. At the restaurant at the gas station. Just the other day, Jake, Preston, and I, we went to go get some wings at Wingstop. Just us guys having some, some man time. What a blessing. I was a little discouraged when I went in there and they said, oh, we don't have any seats. You can't sit down here. I said, well, my wife, I'm thinking in my head, my wife my sister-in-law and her cousin are at my house. Where can we go? I said, we'll go to the, our apartment. We have some outdoor seating. We'll just sit outside. We won't tell them we're here. So, so we did. So after we had our wings, we came back in the house, and they go, did you guys enjoy yourself? I said, yeah. We actually uh, sat outside because you couldn't sit in the restaurant. And Destiny goes, you guys could have came up here and ate with us. I said, no, it's okay. We enjoyed ourselves. We, we had that great hour. It was awesome. But we go, we go to the wing shop, and it's the wing uh, restaurant, and it's busy. All types of people getting wings. I'm talking a lot of wings. And there's a lot of interesting people that go get wings. I was like, this is a whole different crowd. So I'm there, and we go to order our wings. And the cashier was such a blessing. In other words, he was kind of really mean. I just said, okay, he's a blessing. Mean, just not nice. And Preston and Jake were like, man, that guy has an attitude. I was like, yeah. So we put our order in. And we're waiting there. And there's lots of people. And I uh, think Jake goes, I want some seasoning. I want some extra seasoning. I was like, okay, I'll go talk to the guy. I mean, if he asks for anything extra, it's like you ask for a million dollars, right? Hey, man, how's it going? Can I have some extra seasoning? Sure. Yeah, whatever. It's a dollar. Okay. Mike, how are you doing? Not good at all. So he said to me, not good at all. My boss wants to fire me. He said, I don't know why. He said some cuss words. He goes, he's watching me right now. I said, well, hang in there. Hang in there. He said, I appreciate that. And then uh, we're still waiting there for the wings, and, and Jake gave me $20. He goes, Brandon, 
I want to I want to give that to him. And I said, okay. And I grabbed the 20. And I'm thinking, how's this guy going to respond to this? So I waited for the right moment. I didn't want his boss to see me give him money. So the right moment happened, and I came and I put the $20 in his hand. I said, just hang in there. Don't be discouraged. He broke. He was like a new guy. He got so happy. He said, sir, started calling me sir. Sir, sir, you have no idea how much I needed this. You have no idea how much I needed this. And I just told him, you know, Jesus loves you. Hang in there. And we walked out. That's what? Us being effective. Us being a, a difference maker everywhere we go. Amen. Even at the wing stop. Could be effective. Not to get mad, not to say. No, showing the love of Jesus. That's what we're called to do. To carry out the works of Jesus. How do you think Jesus would respond if he went to the wing stop? Think he would get all mad, upset? No, people's lives would be touched because who he carried, who he was. God is commissioning you and I to, to walk in this. Know you are called by God. Know that you are essential. You're not too old. You're not too young. God has you at this moment at the perfect time. God knows what he's doing. You're older because it's for a reason. My grandmother always says this. She goes, I believe you and I have the same exact time on earth. Jesus is coming soon. And he wants to use you like never before. Hallelujah. We are representatives of God. He is the head, we are the body. He is the vine, John 15. He's the vine, we are the branch. We're connected. And we are on assignment to make Jesus and heaven real to people. This earth is not our home. We are here as sent ones from heaven to make Jesus real to people so they will know his love. You could say we are ambassadors. We are ambassadors from heaven on earth to show the love of Jesus. What is an ambassador? It's a sent one. It's someone that represents another country. I've been to Washington, D.C. many times, and there's a section, and it's all the ambassador homes, and they're all next to each other. All the different countries of the world. You'll see Italy. You'll see France. You'll see all the countries. Spain. England. And the thing about it is, people are living there. When you walk into France's ambassador, when you walk into that ambassador's home in France, you're on France. It's France law in there. They're, they're, they're in Washington, D.C., but the moment you walk into the ambassador's uh, headquarters, you're, you're in their law. You're in their jurisdiction. 
Even the American embassy, it can be in a far out, dangerous country that has no freedoms. But when you go into their embassy, you're now on American soil. I don't care if they're in the Middle East. When you're in the embassy of America, you're on American soil. That's what we are. We are ambassadors. We don't operate what's going on here in America or, or whatever. No, we are citizens from heaven. Sit ones. Amen? I want to show you this in the Word. We're almost done. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 8. Very familiar scripture. Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. The centurion officer. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion, beseeching him. So this is a, this centurion, he's a Roman officer, and he's over a hundred men. He's the main boss. He's the man in charge. He's on the opposite team. He's not on, he's, uh, he's with the enemy. But he, he comes unto Jesus, beseeching him and saying, verse 6, Lord, my servant lies at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. How many know he made a good decision to go to Jesus? He didn't go to his higher ups. He's a Roman officer, but he didn't go for, to Rome for the answers or what they can do. No, he heard about Jesus, and he knew there is power in the name of Jesus. He knew the authority Jesus had, and he said, I need a breakthrough. I need a miracle. I'm going to go to Jesus. How many know we today, we go to Jesus for whatever we need? He goes to Jesus. Verse 7, and Jesus says unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but just speak the word only. How many know this is faith? I mean, this is the word of God. You and I today, this morning, we can speak the word of God. When you go home, I don't care if you have symptoms. I don't care if you feel discouraged. My answer to you is to speak the word of God. You might not feel like it. Speak the word of God. When Pastor Frank was going through some sickness in his heart, he spoke the word of God. He read those scriptures out loud every day. He's speaking the word of God. And when you do that, there'll be effects. Your life will change. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. Speak life. Those that love it will enjoy the fruits. It's a biblical law. He said, speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Verse 9, he says this, for I am a man under authority. I have soldiers under me. I say to this man, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. 
So he knows about authority. He knew the authority Jesus had. Verse 10, when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. It marveled Jesus. And it says, he said, I haven't found this kind of faith. What was Jesus looking for when he's walking to village to village when he was preaching? He was looking for faith. And he said, I haven't found such great faith like this guy. And it marveled him. He was surprised. Verse 13. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, as thou hast believed, so be it done unto you. And this servant was healed in the same hour. That's the law of faith right there, verse 13. The law of faith. Believe in your heart. Say with your mouth. Jesus said, according to your faith, you believing, your servant shall be healed. It's the same today. Believe in our heart. Know the authority in the word of God. And we know once we speak the word, once we pray, we know it is done. Now I want you to turn to Luke chapter 7. Talking about us being representatives of God. Ambassadors of God. Luke chapter 7. Verse 2. How many of you know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? They're, the, they're all telling the same stories from different people's accounts, from Matthew's accounts to Mark's to Luke's to, to John's. I, I grew up, in, I didn't even know that. You know, but it's same story, but Mark might tell it differently. Matthew tells it differently. The Gospels. So we're going to look at what Luke says about this. Luke chapter 7, verse 2. And a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. So this guy's about to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. So he heard of Jesus. He sent for Jesus. Verse 4, And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he would do this. For he loves our nation. He has built us a synagogue. So how many of you know, you look here, and you go up to verse 3, it says this, When they heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews. It's not the centurion officer. Luke said it wasn't the centurion officer. It was his people that he sent for Jesus. And they even made an argument for Jesus. Come, heal him. He's a great guy. This centurion, he's built us a synagogue. But it wasn't, this, it wasn't the centurion officer that met Jesus, Luke said. It was his elders. 
It was his representatives. We are representatives of Jesus. And they're, they're considered one. Verse 6, when Jesus went with them, when he was not far from the house, the centurion, so the officer, he sent friends to him. He sent people, he sent messengers to Jesus, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I'm not worthy that thou shalt enter in my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee. So the centurion officer said, I didn't even come to you. But just say the word, and my servant shall be healed. Then he says, I'm a man under authority. Uh, I know about the authority. And Jesus says he marveled at that faith. But I, wanna, I want you to see the connection here that the centurion said he didn't even feel worthy to come to Jesus. And he even sent friends because the, the elders, the Jewish elders, first went to Jesus, said, you need to come. You need to heal the centurion's servant. He's a great guy. I know he's a Roman officer, but he, he's awesome. You need, to, you need to come heal him. Jesus said, okay, I will. So Jesus is with these elders. He's on the way to the centurion's house, to the Roman officer's house. Then the Roman officer, the centurion, knew about Jesus. He knew Jesus was about to come to his house. He was right around the corner. He sent friends. He sent messengers to Jesus and said, tell Jesus not to come. I know about authority. I haven't cleaned up my house. I don't want him to see my dirty house. No, but there's a connection. It says, it says there, we read the first passage that the Roman officer, the centurion, came to Jesus personally. But Luke said, he sent friends. He sent elders. The Roman officer wasn't face-to-face -face with Jesus. They're, they're both correct. It's both correct. It's like, it's like me at that wing restaurant, that wing stop. You wouldn't say Jesus showed up physically and minister to that guy, but he used me. He used me. They're both correct. The centurion officer and his messengers are considered the same person. Wherever we go, Jesus is operating through us, and it's like Jesus came in into the situation. Or I can say it like this. If I was a king, if I was King Brandon, and I gave a message to Tyler, I said, hey, I'm, Tyler, you know I'm the king, right? I had this big empire. He goes, yeah, yeah. If I told Tyler, hey, I want you to go to that donut shop and get me a donut. He would go and he would say, King Brandon wants a donut. And if they would look at Tyler and say, you're not King Brandon. But no, Tyler is a messenger from King Brandon. And it's like I was there personally. It's Tyler standing in front of them. It's not King Brandon, but it's Tyler. And he has a word from the king. And whatever he says goes. 
Or it's like Pastor Frank. If Pastor Frank told me, Brandon, I, let's say all these chairs are all messed up, and he said, Brandon, I want you to go and set the chairs up. I want you for church. I want, to, I want them to be perfect. If I came into the church and all the guys were having fun, not doing whatever, and I said, hey, Pastor Frank wants these chairs. We wanna, he wants to make them all perfect for church. They're not, they can't argue with me. They can't say, no, I don't believe you. No, I'm coming as a representative of Pastor Frank. It's not me. It's not what I think. It's what Pastor Frank said. Everywhere we go, we are ambassadors of Jesus. And we are the same. It's not Jesus up in, up in the earth, up in the heaven just watching us. He's living on the inside of us. And it's like when we go to the grocery store, it's like Jesus goes to the grocery store. It's not our own authority. We can't make anything happen, but Jesus, are living on the inside of us, he has the authority. He can make happen. He can set people free. He can help deliver people. We are one with Jesus. It's not separate. He's the vine, John 15. We are the branch. You can't cut the branch from the vine. And Jesus said, if you want to try that, if you want to cut the branch, you will be nothing. He said, without me, you can be nothing. The, the tree is one, is one tree. I want to look at a tree and say, there's the vine, there's the branches. I said, that's a beautiful tree. That's symbolic of us. He's living on the inside of us. And the reason you don't see Christians being effective is because they try to do their own things and they cut themselves off from the vine. How many know the vine gives life to the branches? That's the source. Just like that centurion officer, we read how he encountered Jesus. But then Luke's account said he sent friends, he sent elders. But the Bible considers them the same person. It's us knowing this and walking in this that we are as Jesus. We are the temples of the living God. Amen? Isn't that encouraging? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, Paul says this, We are ambassadors of Christ. As God, we're pleading with them directly through our lips. As so Paul says this, we are ambassadors of Christ. What's he saying? I'm a sent one from heaven. I am, I am called by God. And it's God speaking to me or speaking to you through my lips. Not Paul. You don't want to hear Brandon preaching. You don't want to hear my ideas. But me praying, me studying, God, I want you to speak through me. Where people know that's God. And that's what Paul said. It's like God was speaking through my lips to people. He says, we are ambassadors of God. It also says in 2 Corinthians, we are temples of the living God. It says God will walk in us. He will dwell in us. I have that taped up in my mirror in my bathroom. I am a temple of the living God. God walks in me. He talks in me, talks through me. Us knowing this, us stepping into this, will cause us to be effective.
Thank you for checking out our podcast. For more information on His Name Ministries, check out our website at hisnameministries.com or check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Have a blessed day.